0: Hello, Simca. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you, Alex. Nice, very nice to be here. I'm happy to know you.
0: Yeah, I appreciate your time. Um Simca, I, I saw you on um Simply Always Awake, the, the, the guy who did that and, and uh listened to your conversation. And I was, I thought, yeah, let's have let's have a conversation and see where it leads us. Um so again, thank you for being here, Simcha. Give us a bit of a, a background and and your story because it was fascinating when I listened to it. Um,
1: I think my story is not. It, it wasn't likely to happen to to Simcha the character because she had a very normal life and not a seeker's life. Mm. Um. And I was born in Tel Aviv and raised in a big family, a traditional Jewish family. And I was married and had the, I have four children. And I work as a film editing, editor. I make um, short movies for companies, for high tech companies. So I wasn't seeking and wasn't interested in the spiritual world. And I think what happened to me was very strange and yet very uh, logical because apparently this is what happened. So this led all these events that were like normal events, like regular people uh, are living. It led to the point of uh, no return. So... Uh, what, what would you like to know about my background specifically?
0: So, so I'm intrigued. I ask this question to most people I talk to in this field. And it's you, you've said that there was no sense of seekingness there, that you weren't the traditional person who, you know, very often they hit a lot of trauma or something, and then they, they go along the spirituality journey and all that type of stuff. It's very common to hear that. Um, But you said there was no sense of seeking, really. Um, Was there any, what you could define as trauma, that sort of set something off? Um,
1: Other than the trauma of being alive in this world, I think being alive in this world is trauma. Mm. (laughs) Just being alive, just living the day, just being a child and Mm. being exposed to the adult world and all the little things that influence you so much all of us are so sensitive and i uh, i was a very sensitive child uh, i i can't call it traumas but i can call it like a struggle of life of uh, yeah. how do i how do i manage to feel good in this life how do i do good uh, and all the time there was like this feeling of anxiety because i had a uh, Uh, the sense of anxiety especially uh, it was a hypochondria this is the fear of diseases and death and uh, it's I I, I think it was like a shadow over my life because everything I did uh, was influenced by this mental illness uh, which is hypochondria this is my main uh, the main thing that was troubling me uh, in the process of living but mm. i uh, i was too engaged in the daily uh, struggle of succeeding in what i do and i love what i do because i i studied uh, filmmaking and i enjoyed it very much i enjoy editing and writing and directing and it's a fascinating world and i had mm. so much fun uh, like i didn't have a normal career of nine to five somewhere it's always the shooting day it's always very interesting and alive mm-hmm. and creative and, and so and in my house and my children are so creative also my husband everything is so alive and cre-
2: mm-hmm.
1: so much creativity and freedom
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i was living a very i think even before the shift a blessed life but the shadow of the fear of the death was constantly uh, hanging over me and i was able to do everything but inside there was it's like it's like sadness it's like uh, nothing is worth it. it it will all end sometime mm. or now or uh, everything is like hanging on a on the limb so mm. this was the but i didn't think that spirituality can solve this problem so I didn't seek, because I had the Jewish tradition in my mind. And I, I know the, the Jewish tradition, I know the, the rituals, I, I believed them. So uh, and I was practicing it like lightly, and just yeah. in, this, in the, the way that it's comfortable for me, and for my family in a traditional light kind of way, but it gave me like the closure of this corner, this spiritual corner, there is a God. It is the God of the Jews, where I was born into. It is my fate, my destiny. There's a reason I was born Jewish, um, mm. and this is the reason. And I accept it, and I'm whole with it. There's nothing other than this perception of uh, God, and so I didn't trouble myself with it. I was engaged in the in my daily my daily chores, my life. A lot of creativity, so it filled the life when, when you are creating. You are very much alive. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah.
0: Mm. So you mentioned in there, you said that there was a shift of some sort. Um That's that could mean anything to anybody. What What do you mean by that?
1: I mean, I talk about. The grand the grand shift, the one shift, the only shift. The the shift that didn't happen even because when I try to pinpoint the exact split second, I, I, I try to say it's a split second, but it's even it's not even a split second. Yeah. It it never happened. It, it never happened because it but if we can if in the story there was a point before this split second and after this second like, there is time in this story, yeah. because it's a story, uh, so there was, there was a point that everything changed, and everything became that oneness, or uh, call, call it what you want, consciousness, I call it, I invented a name for it, because after it happened, I, I tried, I knew that it could not be named, but I wanted somehow to refer to it, for myself so i called it all nothingness because it's uh, everything and nothing uh with an emphasis about the nothing because it it is nothingness and before this shift there was a woman that was called simcha and she was married and she had uh, and now she's dead in the words of uh the in the regular words she's not Existing that character is not existing. It looks like she is existing because she's talking and she remained in the house and she is still like a mother and everything. But but that split second, uh, it's a strong word, but killed her. It, she, she's not here, mm. and, uh, and uh, there was and everything that remains is that thing, which is what we are doing now these words that appear to be, be being said right now this is what remained from that character and it's nice for her to talk about it like to to say it out loud uh, and to hope that people will uh, listen and try to understand as much as they can so this this split second if you want i can share how he how it happened Mm. and what it was like uh, yeah
0: i mean a lot of people me included um it's useful or it seemingly has some utility uh i know that's futile but it seemingly has utility when you listen to other people and it's like ah okay so, so although it's a paradox, there I do um, I do like to listen to that split second, as you said.
1: Okay, so I'll tell it. It's it was um, it was an intensive week because I had many events that week. Mm. The week that this transformation, this split second happened, I think it was the most uh, anyone can. Take as a, as a human being, the range of emotion I had to go through that week. It's it was like they put me in the, the laundry machine and they put it a very strong cycle. That they, they it squeezed everything out of me. It was as so many stories combined together of uh, of death. My friend lost her daughter. She was twenty one. She was amazing child. And we waited a whole week for her to come. She was abroad and it was so, so tragic and sad. I knew her ever since she was eight and I loved her. So, and she's my my best friend and I was together with her. And this was the first day, it was four days in a row, the first day. Uh, And then there was an event that I directed as a director And it was, uh, people needed me to give them directions where to go on the stage and what to say. And I had to do that in order for the event to succeed because they were relying on me. And I couldn't tell them, well, I'm thinking about that dead wonderful girl. I couldn't, I had Mm. to, to tell them what they needed. They didn't care really. They didn't care. Not that they didn't care. They didn't know. I didn't tell them. Yeah. But but it. I didn't have to tell them because what good would it do? I, I, I just had to do that. And the next day was a very big event that we made for my daughter. She was 12. And in Judaism, 12 is the, the time that the girl, the girl becomes a woman and you make a big big party. And so we made it. Uh, and the, all the decoration and the dress for me, for her, for everyone, my my family, everything, food to prepare everything, and 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 these things they are happening simultaneously. And the day of the day of this big celebration, I had to go in the middle of the celebration, attending the the night for the funeral of my friends daughter so it was so oh I'm celebrating my child she's bearing hers and this is a very hard transformation to make and to be there with her to be with my child and the next day was an event of my husband my husband make makes cars for disabled children. He builds karting, you know, like they run on the runway. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can only move the leg. And he builds the car so they can press the gas only with the leg or only with this finger. Mm -hmm. Or if they can drive someone else, he builds uh, uh, so he has teams all over the country and they build cars and it was an enormous event where 14 children with teams came to like a place of karting so it was the next day four days in a row my mind was moving so fast from from all these emotions without even time to process it just being it just being and and, ha- and doing the, the things and I didn't stop to think why did this happen why do I have to do that I just there was no time no time to process it mm. just do it mm. so i think this all these events has left me soft like they soften my my self uh, image because i couldn't be something mm. i had to be many things i couldn't be just the friend who's sorry for who's grieving with her friend i had to be a happy mother a hell a very happy mother. Mm-hmm. So I had to really do do this transmit transformers. so uh, and I did them. Uh, and then this was Friday, the big event with the cars and the children, and everyone was crying. Everyone was crying. the children and the teams and my husband and my children, because it was it is so. Special to see special uh, children so damaged. They are so. I can't describe the smile on their face when they drive. Mm. It's mm. amazing. So you reach the full potential of your ability to feel as a human being something. Mm. So I reached this disability, and then it was Saturday, and it was the day for me to to rest rest from this craziness so i went to visit my brother he's he's a very uh, patient man he can listen whatever you tell him he he will listen so i told him everything every little thing we we went for a walk on on a nice hill and i told him everything without missing one little detail i poured everything what was said what happened, what I did, so everything I told. And he he was quiet. And that only he and the trees were listening to to the to these words, to the story, the story, the story. So I I emptied everything and he listened. And he liked it and he told me things about it, that it was good. Like he admired my actions. And, and I got the recognition. For what I did. So mm. I closed this this week. I closed the story. And then I started to drive home because I had to go back because my friend was waiting for me. My family was waiting for me. Everything was waiting for me to. And I had a very big uh, day to shoot uh, in a high company the day next.
2: Mm.
1: A very important day. Uh, and I had to get ready for it. So I drove home and I was thinking to I was not even think I wasn't thinking because when I got into the car after I visited him and I told everything nothing remained to be said nothing nothing remained to be felt I felt everything so intensely I felt it with every pore in my body I felt it I did it I expressed it I acted and then I talked about it and and there was nothing left, nothing left to do. It's like you cleaned the whole house, and now it's, it's, it's clean. There's nothing you can do. You can't add anything to this cleanness. Nothing, nothing needs to be done. And I knew that. And because I knew that, the, I got into the car, and, and, and I just started to drive the car back to my house. It's a 20-minute uh, drive. And it's it's a very peaceful uh, time in Israel. Saturday there are not many cars on the road. Uh, it's like a holiday, and it, the sun was setting. No cars on the road. And, uh, I always la- love to love to drive. I love to drive and to feel the movement. Uh, and this was a very peaceful state for me. And this is how the split second happened because in that state in by sitting in the car by listening to the radio i always listen to the radio while driving like i'm sure many people do uh, and there was a song it's a song in hebrew uh, and it's it was a song i i love and i loved it so that, that I just uh, how to how you say Change it up. I turned it up a yeah. little, and I I was just driving and listening to it, and and it started. It started. I, I I made a video about it because it starts with guitars. Like it's like if you will hear the music, you'll see it's like starting of something. It's it's a very narrative song. The words say. It's like a description, a a cinematic description Mm -hmm. of a car that is driving, of couple uh, uh, that are driving in the car. And the words said, uh, the white car is driving down this road and the eucalyptus trees hide it. And I was driving in a white car and there are eucalyptus trees in this road. And I was thinking... These were the two lines that I was thinking, oh, this is exactly what is happening right now. It's so nice. It was so soft. Everything was so soft, so, so good. I I, I know that people sometimes experience um, this uh, shift through hardship and trauma and the verge of death and the point that they cannot take it any longer, and then they escape themselves, and then they find that there is no one to escape. But it wasn't the case. This was so, so soft, so complete, so nice, so familiar for me, this song, this, this wonderful song. I love mm-hmm. it, I loved it. So I I felt so secure in with these words, in, with the voice, it was so good. And then the voice, and there are other. There is a verse in the course and the verse said what was happening to me in the car, and I started to feel something very. Um, I'd say because I had one glimpse of this feeling before this event. I, fifteen years ago. 20 years ago i was in spain with my husband and i was driving uh, in the car i was driving there was a song and my child was sleeping she was one and he was sitting next to me and i was driving and i started to sync with this with this, this thing the quietness i call it mm-hmm. and it started to land on me and it's very, very intense energetic quietness that's starting very heavily to land on you. And I felt it 15 years ago. And then my husband looked at me and I, I was snatched out of it and I didn't even know what happened. So this time I started to feel in the in the chorus, in the, after the two lines that were telling about the car, there were other two lines before the chorus that during those two lines, I started to feel an intensive quietness and heavy quietness, heavy energy, but the most uh, agreeable, I don't know how to say the word, the most um, powerful, it's like, you feel that everything is disappearing, not in the um, literal, not like you don't see anything, but you know that you don't see anything. Mm -hmm. You know that you don't see the car. You you know that you don't see anything. You know that now that there is only the uh, sound that is coming from the radio. You know that everything else, Is gone. You understand it. I don't know if you understand it. You feel it. Mm. You feel that this feeling, and and then after those two lines where the quietness came on, became like like a very heavy blanket or something that is pressuring you. But it was very, very, very nice. Mm. Also, when when this happened, there was I don't. I can't call it a voice because it wasn't someone who's saying, but the thing was that it was said somehow that, that this thing is going to happen and I should not stop it. It was like saying something is happening now and don't stop it. This, you don't want to stop. And there was no fear. It's, it was, uh, now I can tell you that it was a very courageous thing for Simcha to do. I think it was the last test because you don't know what what is that. You don't know and how can you trust it to be something good? It's so unfamiliar. You don't, you feel that it's something crazy and and you need a lot of courage to, to say, okay, I'll see where this is going. I'll see where it leads me. I, it, it took a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I was so ready and in such good hands because this, or oh, the whole setting was so, so beautiful. So you feel secure. So I didn't stop it. I didn't make an effort to stop it. I didn't. Pull back or said, no, 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 this is too much for me. Uh, What is this? Mm -hmm. I think many spiritual seekers have moments like that, that it scares them. It's like jumping over something so big and you have to be 100% sure that you'll be okay or that it doesn't matter. I was like, instead, it doesn't matter. See where it's going interesting it's mm. it's telling you don't stop this so see what's happening mm. okay
0: yeah so so uh immediately okay. after that event was there a change in how one acted or saw the world or was it merely very ordinary that it like it would It's always been there just not recognized
1: um i'll just finish that um, down because we got to the most interesting point of the change because i was ready i didn't stop i was courageous and then the course came and the course said in hebrew do you remember We were there like we were in a movie. This is the chorus. And he says that four times. And the first time he said that everything was... I was after the transformation. After everything. I was the other state. I was what I am now and have always been. This is what I have always been, okay? But this it was like coming from the only thing that was was that line of the voice and then everything was realized and it's not ordinary at, at all at <laughs> um. all, all the existence ever since that point it's the the wondrous existence that you want it's a wonderful existence like, like a constant uh, admiration for uh, for this brilliant thing that had hide, hide it hides he hid itself so beautifully, mm. and when you caught it, you caught it. You you're, you, you just um, it's just a wonderful feeling, and it's a feeling that doesn't go away. So you're left to be this wonderful feeling of yourself, of what you are. So, the outer reality has not changed the outer body the uh, I return to a house. The outer surrounding is the same. It looks ordinary to the bored eye mm. to to the to the to this to see how it looked boring. It can, something can look boring or ordinary. So ever since that second when you understand what you are and what surrounds you, it cannot be ordinary. It is very extraordinary. But mm. nothing in particular is extraordinary. Nothing in particular. Everything is extraordinary. Every everything. Uh, this is why I think it's such a, a blissful state, because you are in awe. Not mm. you the person that admires something, you are the or itself. You are the thing itself that appreciates itself,
2: Mm. that
1: knows itself and celebrates itself ever since that moment. And because it's so perfect, you can act in the various normal way. No one can see that something like this has happened to you. You don't have to... You know, I didn't go like... When I got into the, into the house, no one, no one knew. And I didn't tell them what happened. Because it wasn't the time. It wasn't the appropriate time. It wouldn't have done them any good. And I knew what needed to be done. So I didn't need to, tell, to talk about it. And I didn't need to express it. Just as now, I don't need to express it. I just somehow... It's been expressed. So I'm glad that after four years, because it happened four years ago. Mm. So now it's been expressed, but three years, it didn't want to express itself. So it was okay. And this is what's happening now. It's mm. also good, but I don't I don't think, think that it was in any way and is ordinary.
0: Mm. You mentioned God earlier. Um, when you mentioned religion and and Judaism and and all the other good religions of the earth. Uh, Do you, now looking at at, uh, life, do you see God as that uh, thing that sort of hid itself? Or do you completely disregard that term?
1: I completely disregard that term. Mm. (laughs) I, I completely... Because language does so much damage. Words make so much damage. Uh, you say one thing and you mean something, and I say other and I mean another. And in the, in this thing, when I try to describe it and tell it, it's impossible. And the words only make damage. So so the word "God" is is contaminated. It's it's like. For me, it's not a holy, a holy word because so many bad things were were being or are being done in its name, and I completely oppose to rituals and ceremonies mm-hmm. of any kind. And I I completely say that religions, all the religions, are very misleading and are taking the person away from itself, and the person that thinks he's a person is seeking for God, they they think they can make him see God, and then they take him away as far as they can from himself, and he is God, we are all this, we call it God, or, I don't like this word, but call it what you want, but religions take the freedom of the person mm. and uh, before this shift I was like in peace with m- my identity as a Jewish woman and and this God but now I, uh, I think it's tragic mm. really tragic when I see <clears throat> when I see people trying to find God through religion and to define God through books and words of others
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they take away from themselves their autonomy their ability to be what they are to think for themselves to understand from them, for themselves to create to create themselves they are what they are looking for you know that so just stop hiding from it through like a child, when someone <clears throat> promises you that you have something if you'll do that and this and that, everything will be okay, and you're in the safe side. You're in the safe side. Everything is okay. We're doing everything okay. We will tell you you are part of the community. Everything is is fine. Come come and do that, and everything will be fine. And it's not. And for me, it's it's to see how humanity is has to, has to evolve, has to evolve from this point, has to has to make a big change, mm. like the change they made from believing in sculptures to believing in the invisible God. This was a leap, a nice leap, but now we have to do another leap mm. from this belief of the invisible God to the understanding of what we are, which is not the same, and it's religions confuse it. And they say yes, uh, there is. We are all one. They they say the right things, but they they it's they hide it in the rituals, and basically they take you away from your ability to discover it yourself. And it's only your ability to discover it yourself as an individual, as the separate form you were. You created yourself. So
0: see the paradox I have there that the mind here has the paradox that um that life is presenting itself in that way at that moment, and it couldn't be any other way anyway, and therefore that like there can be nothing wrong. how could there be? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think many people will say that that nothing is uh, wrong. Uh, Everything, the good, the bad, everything that we see, uh, is just what it's meant to be. Uh, It's Mm. it's very simple because this is what happens. You have to. It's not paradoxical for me at all because you have to. To think that if this is what is happening, this is the grand plan. This is mm. this is what is supposed to happen, and every point that you are in your life is the precise point you should be. But uh, there's always this liveliness inside that. This thing, this, the, the, the 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 possibility to express liveness. And this possibility is to influence what is happening, mm. and to influence what is happening, you can only do through your se- separate form. So it's this is the game. How how do you do that? And no matter what you do, it's already predecided by you. So, mm. uh, it's a very nice way to see to see things. It's like it's already happened everything, and it didn't happen because nothing ever happens. Mm. And there is no timeline in which things happen, so this is the this is for me the the part that is hard to to explain
0: mm.
1: How can it be
0: yeah I had a a different uh way of sort of sensing what freedom meant. Because I always, growing up as a, as a young man and whatever, I thought of freedom as something you sort of live in the world. It's something you sort of grasp onto. I live a free life, for example. Whereas I had, uh, I'd say in the last 12 months or so, freedom has took on a completely different sense in the way that it's inescapable. Freedom is is this, that there's nothing that isn't free. And therefore by... Seeking freedom, you're putting up the barriers to, you know, uh, let's say, experiencing it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, do do you have anything to add on that?
1: Freedom is our basic nature. Mm. Um, You know, we are free. You know you are free because you talk to a lot of people, I think, Mm. and you hear these words, but... There is an enormous. Um, what do you say? This word difference between learning about and mm. knowing about mm. freedom and actually being free, because it's a totally different game. This freedom. So when I hear that uh, people. They talk about the freedom, but they don't know the, the actual meaning of this word in this state, in the oneness. When, what is the freedom of the oneness? Because when they imagine freedom, they imagine the freedom of the self. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Alex is imagining <clears throat> what it's, it's like for Alex to be free. Not only uh, just in his daily life. What, what will the... Separate form Alex would look like as, I don't know, as oneness, as everything. What will this freedom look like? But he always imagines it it, through the separate form because he's trapped in the separate form. So Mm -hmm. all the process of thinking is always uh, misleading. I don't know a, a better word because you start from a very bad starting point. To think about freedom,
2: mm.
1: to think about freedom. It's nothing like the freedom from jail or uh, the freedom that people perceive as freedom.
2: Mm.
1: Because if you think about it, it's not free at all. Because uh, there is no free will. <laughs> what what's free about that? How how can this be freedom if there is no free will? You are not free. People can say that but it's also because of the identification with the separate form. Everything is being perceived through this filter. And then all the concepts, like I said, there is a dictionary, we live with a dictionary in this life. Love is what freedom is, thoughts are, and we know everything in the dictionary. And the entire dictionary (laughs) is worthless. It, all, all, all this information is is wrong. It's the wrong thing. It, it you have to to understand that there is something that all this definition, all the definitions are extremely different from this dictionary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Extremely different. This is a totally different thing. And when we speak about those things, so it sounds like we're saying freedom and we're saying love and we're saying words but they cannot describe this uh, this freedom Mm. this freedom, because this freedom is not of something because it is non-existence there there is a non-existence and this non-existence is free (laughs) Mm. so this non-existence is free, what does it mean? How can non-existence be free from what? You know, you can you, you can contemplate, but it's because it's not in the explanation that I will give. It's in the sensation of knowing of the self. All the answers are, are there. You don't need to ask yourself anything. You know that. Mm-hmm. This is your reality. This is the reality. This is the only thing which is true in this illusion of appearance Mm. and to know that and to be that, it's very, um, it's like watching something from, watching the game from the the side and and like I'm shouting, (laughs) shouting from the side and it doesn't help. Uh, but this is what I have to say about freedom because you have to s- to ask yourself who is who who is talking about this freedom mm. Real freedom doesn't have to ask this question. it will never have to mm.
0: but would real freedom, which I agree with by the way, but would real freedom ask anything at all?
1: Mm. no. Nothing has no question. all the answers <laughs> mm-hmm. all the answers are given in a second. Endless answers to endless things because it's one understanding that holds everything inside it. you can you know everything because it's so profound. it changes everything. you looked at the, at, at the pyramid from the wrong side. Like if it was a pyramid, then humanity looks at the thin end and and then you you look at at, it and as as it's so, so thin, imagine the wideness of the the answers, endless answers to everything because it is a state, it's not answers, there are no questions in this. Uh, And this uh, reality, uh, alternative reality, we'll call it. Maybe, I don't know how to call this state.
0: Yeah. See, a question that I like to ask um, uh, people like yourself there is the sense of self, which is, it's a seeming natural thing whereby as we evolve as human beings in this dream state, that, that sense of separateness, you can have sort of an, a healthy one and an, a degree of unhealthiness. And uh, I still did a lot of psychology, Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud and that sort of thing. And when I listen to you there and and others and the experiences I've had here, it's that a lot of that is completely unnecessary and not needed but also i see people close to me as well who really struggle with things such as mental health and and blah 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 all that type of stuff so i'm not stuck or per se but i'm going does that really have value Mm -hmm. or is it actually a barrier to what these people are actually underlying looking for i
1: want to see if i understand the question does the separate Form have has any value in itself for Does this, the process of
0: yeah do, does let's say psychology and psychiatry and all these things which yeah. are to to me is to essentially make the sense of self healthier
1: no 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 I I I think oh it's easy for me to to say those things because I don't struggle yeah. right now yeah. yeah, yeah when i was uh, in the uh, prior to the shift with my hypochondria i was crying i was under the, the sheets like this
2: yeah.
1: begging for god to take me because i'm going to die anywhere and my children are going to die and every every minute everyone so i know what uh what yeah. this psychiatry is and i suffered i mm-hmm. suffered
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so i know and i don't regard that but because of what i'm going to say but I think that uh, my my point of view on, on things that it is useless to to correct the separate form, to mend the separate form, to heal the separate form. You are you are only uh, going to go deeper and deeper in this process, and it's not a very useful process because it's it's not real it's an illusion of a separate form and you explore it and you mend it and once i i I wrote i wrote something after i um, after the shift month Mm. after the the shift i i wrote what i thought because it was uh, i just expressed it in hebrew and about this thing i wrote that it's like where there's an egg uh, and there is a how do you say uh, Cr- crack
0: chick. the egg a chick oh a inside chick egg. Yeah, yeah there's mm. a
1: chick inside the egg and it's cracking it uh, the, the the egg's cracked and what humanity is doing it's trying to pull back those cracks and to mend the egg this is what mm. humanity is trying to do to fix the egg but uh it will never work because the egg is already breaking and it's mm. breaking for a reason it's mm. breaking so something else can get out of this shell so this is the metaphor for the the separate form don't try to mend the egg don't try to patch it together it will never be complete you will never be complete and uh, mend yourself try to see what what wants to get out of this egg try to see this is what I think
0: about mending. Mm. And I think that shows up in so many different ways. How you mentioned people spiritually seeking and everything. I think that sort of presents itself in the form of success, um, you know, chasing money or whatever it is in the world. Spirituality is just another form of that. <laughs> it's just a continual seekingness until what happened to you there, the shift as you as you call it. Um, do you think that the people who are like, you know, going after these things are seeking the same thing as what you've experienced there? Well, or,
1: or no, yeah, I don't know because I don't know everyone who, is, who mm. is seeking, so I can tell you, I think that there are people who are very honest with with as. To try to to know that this this is a possibility, it's a good thing for a person in his life. But the psychological structure will indicate what is the true meaning behind the search mm. of the person, and if he will succeed. Because if he doesn't have, I think, a pure heart, he will not succeed. Mm. Uh, he will not make this. Uh, transformation you will not get there i'm sorry because it, you can't fake it
0: what do you mean you pure heart what do you mean by that
1: pure intentions pure heart uh, this is uh, i this state requires you to be very authentic very um, open you have to be open Authentic. Mm. And as I, because this is the way it happened to me, what I told about this week, because I was in service, like, like I was in, in where there's an army and you call you are called to for the reserves. Mm. I don't know if this is the word, mm. but you, you were in service. So you're in service for others without the, the need. To get something out of it so so this is giving and giving is something that this thing is always doing we are living in giving we are living inside yeah. that giving this is such a wonderful present where, where we're sitting for ourselves look just look what ha- what is happening around you and you will see the, the enormous generosity and collaboration. Everything is so wonderfully open and, and I don't know, they were generous. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: It's so, so generous. So you have to be aligned with this generosity. You cannot want, want something for your separate form and expect this generosity to echo with you. It can. You have to to be similar to her, to this oneness, in order to, to sync with it. So uh, if you will hold on to yourself with the egotistical need to to gain it, to gain this enlightenment, to gain this self-realization for myself, mm. and you do all the effort for yourself, and <laughs> invest in yourself, and how can it, how can it, resonate with you. Mm-hmm. It's not its nature. It's not what it wants. I. This is my experience. All I'm saying is just things that I'm saying because this is what's being pronounced right now through the separate form. I don't believe that you exist or I exist or this conversation is happening or there are others that listen, but if these words are being spoken, so this is what it's saying. Generosity is the key. You cannot hold something close like this for yourself and expect to be open and expect something to happen to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is not how it works. Is it? It, it, it's very different from the world we live in today. Very, very, very different. Because mm-hmm. this world is oh, it's it's based on the ego. It's based on feeling the needs, your needs. First, my needs, my my family needs, my country's needs. I, I I put myself different from others, and I build myself and help the old, and I have to fight for it. This this is what goes on. This is the and, and this reality is so different. So you have to be generous and pure because you can't think ill of someone. You can't. You can't uh, judge them. You you have to lose this judgment for everything. You have to 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 look at them, really look at them, and try to see why they act like they do and understand them
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, when they do that. And these are psychological things, like or self-righteous things. But I find that this is the nature of the this oneness, and I know it's not hard it's not easy to do it it's not easy to 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 live like that and mm. and but this is my my perception this is my yeah my take on it
0: yeah i think like generosity and humility and things like that happens like as a as a effect and a result of how you sort of see the world it's so if somebody's very selfish and egotistical and you and you Say to them, you need to be more generous and humble, that's there's nothing gonna <laughs> happen there, right? But if someone's like in alignment with nature, they spend a lot of time in nature and all that, and they see the beauty everywhere. I think that would be natural for somebody to 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 be generous because they'd see the generosity naturally in nature, it's just continual overflow, then that would be completely natural to them, right? I really don't know.
1: I think that. This is a very strange thing to say. If an egotistical person is going for a walk in the woods, I don't think he will appreciate generosity of, of nature. Of course, yeah, I yeah. I think he will use nature for his own good and will not notice it because he is too... But he also have has a story, a story of an egotistical uh, person. And the story right now of humanity is the story of egotistical uh, humanity. And this is the story. It's okay. It's not like we have to mend it uh, and say, "Okay, go and uh, be humble." How can they? The, it's it's inherented inside their character. But there's mm-hmm. always the possibility of evol- evolution. Mm-hmm. A person always has the, pers- the possibility to change, and 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 it is our duty i think not duty but it is our privilege if we can express things in this craziness is to to say the, these words that it is better it is better to be generous and maybe something will we have we can say that things to the to this without expecting them to change or to without trying to save them from themselves. Mm-hmm. Just express it and see what where it goes when it goes. It's all okay. This is our part. This is what we do because we know we know that it is better. Mm-hmm.
0: This is what I do. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned evolution there. Uh, i don't mean in the in the religious sense of the word but you mentioned like as the individual evolves do you think that that there is a process of evolution or is it a spontaneous event
1: with what
0: um for the lack of a better term waking up like your your um Shift. shift. Yeah.
1: I, I really don't know a better word. Yeah,
0: sure, sure.
1: The transformation shift, call it what you want. It's a change,
0: mm.
1: a drastic change. Mm. Uh, so the question was if. Is there a, t- a process? Yeah, yeah. Because my shift or change, mm. I think it if it wasn't in ev- uh, evolution, evolution it's, I didn't notice it. I didn't notice the evolution mm. because unlike spiritual seekers, I didn't concentrate on the search and graded myself, is, am am I making progress? Is this good? Oh, I felt this, this is, I didn't know or thought about a process towards this point. There was no process towards this point. So in a sense, there was no evolution. Except except from the the glimpse that I had, I told you about fifteen years ago, but it was an intuitive thing. It was very. It it had no preparation, and I didn't know what was it. I didn't realize what what it was. So I I think there was no evolution, Mm. and I don't think the true. I'm sorry, but but I don't think the true spiritual practicing of any kind you can gain some kind of progress that in the end you get and you get the diploma mm. that you made course uh, A uh, like in a university then you did that and you did that and you did that in your spiritual search <clears throat> and, and if you will do all the stages you'll get there.
2: Mm. I
1: don't think this is the case this is what's happening and again it's only to the self uh, Experienced the, the the what I'm what I'm saying. I understand and realize that there are many people in the world and they are making their way, and I respect the way of the Buddhists. And they, I, I I don't know there are many many ways, but I don't accept any of them mm-hmm. as a way, as an evolution, as as something because what has happened to me happened so uniquely to a, a separate form. And I think there was an evolution in Simcha's separate life, but it was an evolution of um, development in her daily life as a mother. She became better as a person. She became more authentic. She 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 did a lot of things in her life. She acted. She created. She she was very active. Mm-hmm. And through that, it came. And through applying all her abilities. On this, in this week that was like the grand finals of this uh, abilities to mm-hmm. be human, to express her humani- humanity the, in the fullest way she could, for the benefit of others, not for herself. So this was her evolution and I believe that Everyone has a different kind of evolution because there's a different structure. He lives in a different place. His tasks are different. His abilities are different. His talents are different. How can one way be the same as the other person's way to self-realize itself? How can you use my way? No, you can't. No one can use another. So all this practicing is very good for I don't know getting uh, a sense of community and togetherness and but sometimes it takes the it takes the person to, he is deluding himself that he's making progress somewhere somehow and he will get somewhere and this is sad for me because um, he won't he will only be in the process. All over again, and he he, he will get uh, acknowledgement on his achievements, and uh, they will say he made progress. Yeah. And he will feel it's very close, and and everything, you know. Mm. But it will never happen. And the one thing I wish for all humanity and everyone who hears me it that it will happen because it can. It's not uh, something that cannot happen. and uh, so it has to happen, really happen, not just being in evolution towards it. And uh, this is what I believe and wish for.
0: Yeah. Do you do any uh, like coaching work or anything with people?
1: No. You no.
0: do. You have a YouTube channel now, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I work uh, as a film editor. So mm. um, today I was. Uh, Writing about uh, writing a script about how it, how good it is to come back to the af- to the office and uh, and showed and try to think of creative ways how to to create a video for this. So I'm in the world of content, yeah. but to take this uh, presence and make it my profession. It's wrong. It's not the right. It's not. Mm. It's not something that is logical for me. I can and I can and I do uh, speak to people who call me. And they mm. call me and they ask me questions and I answer when I can, when I have time. So I do that uh, as much as I can. But it's not coaching, and I never say, I never advise how to act. Uh, and generally. Um, I think that people who meet me, they don't get the feeling of uh, someone who is like, you know, uh, like a leader or a spiritual something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a friend and or someone who is saying something and they go on. And sometimes I say things that they, that they don't come back and they don't. And it's, Great for me because I don't have much time because I have a family
2: yeah. and a
1: husband and a family a big family my brothers and sisters and and I I think that this is not meant to be something that it is taught or talked uh, it you can only say so much about these things but if I will re- recognize or I know. There is one person that I, in my surroundings, I recognized he has a more enormous ability for compassion, enormous. Mm. So this is a person that I will encourage to explore his yeah. compassion in um, in this way, and maybe he will get there. This is I will encourage him, but this is what this is the most I can do for
0: people. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So Simka, where can people find you? Do you just go on YouTube? Have you got a website or anything?
1: No, uh, my website is in Hebrew, so oh, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard for me in English. You saw in this uh, interview, I struggle, but uh, I have a YouTube channel and I make videos—one uh, in Hebrew and one in English—for every subject. I I talk oh, twice, wow.
0: double the uh, content.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have to talk in Hebrew because I want uh, also the Hebrew speakers to mm. to understand me. So everyone who is interested is invited to listen and to to make his own decisions and judgment about this thing mm. and create it his own way because this is the only thing he has to do: create his own way to this reality.
0: Mm okay Simka, let's wrap it up uh been talking over an hour thank you for for joining me I've loved speaking to you
1: yeah it was very nice I hope you enjoyed it like I did because yes, I, I did everything did. so much so <laughs> it was a great joy
0: thank you see you soon bye bye-bye